0: Welcome to another episode of Latinidad in the Lou. I am your host, Miguel Rincan, and today we have a very special show, very special guests with us. We have the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, this foundation, like you guys know, they help kids in need. They are in look in look for uh, interpreters in Spanish, and we're going to be talking about that and much, much more. I have with me Brian Miller. He's the Director of Marketing and Communications, and Andy Baird, Director of Outreach and Community Engagement. Hi, guys. How are you?
1: Hi, good.
2: Doing good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad, I'm really happy to have you guys here and I know it's going to be a great show, so let's just get it started with, uh, just tell, tell us a little bit about Make-A-Wish, how it all started
2: and all that. Yeah, so the Make-A-Wish Foundation has been around since 1980. It all started with a young boy, seven-year-old named Chris Gracious, who's located in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Chris had aspirations of growing up to be a police officer and he loved everything about that and that's what he wanted to do unfortunately he was diagnosed with leukemia mm-hmm. um, his health took a turn for the worse and you know it, his family, his community, his you know support system they decided they want to do something special for Chris mm-hmm. and so they made him an honorary police officer for a day and they gave him an experience um, where he was in fact you know a real police officer uh, it was something that you know just was on a whim and they wanted to do something they want to put a smile on on his face and unfortunately chris passed away shortly after but his family that same support system they said that you know there's something here uh, we have to create a legacy for chris we need to make sure that we can provide more hope strength and joy to other kids because mm-hmm. you know we guarantee there's other kids out there that need something yeah. like this and so fast forward and uh, we've granted over 520,000 wishes throughout the world it's amazing. So, a small little grassroots organization in Arizona has grown to be a worldwide uh, enterprise, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Uh, locally here, uh, we have been around since 1983, and since then have granted over 9,000 wishes.
0: That's 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 amazing. It's incredible. I know you've had you guys helped so many kids, like going through really bad times, and then you guys come and give them a wish. I know it probably means the world to them. Um, and like you said, you guys grant WISH to make a WISH, but what other services do you guys provide?
2: Yeah, so with the WISH um, experience, we truly believe that, that can be a game changer for a child who's battling a critical illness. And, and we think that a WISH can, can provide hope, strength, and joy. It can give them, um, you know, a piece of their childhood back that their medical diagnosis has ripped away. I mean, a lot of these kids, you know, they they're living normal lives two three four five six years old and then all of a sudden you know they, they start to feel bad or they got a bump or a bruise and uh, they go to the doctor and fast forward a little bit they've been diagnosed with with a life-threatening or critical illness you know whether it be cancer yeah. you know um, cystic fibrosis or something like that and it just that in that moment there's a level of uncertainty there's you know fear isolation they're scared they don't know what what's going on mm-hmm. and that that also that can transcend to the family you know moms and dads brothers sisters grandmas grandpas and so you know that that's a whole lot of negative stuff yeah and we think that that by helping them out with a wish giving them something to look forward to something that's so powerful something that that they can wish anything right and so once you start to think about you know the impossible becoming possible that wish can help get get help them get better I help them get stronger, faster. And so we're seeing and studies are showing that by inserting a wish in conjunction with the medical treatment, these kids are overcoming their illness and they'll be able to grow up and live uh, long, full lives. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a wish is not just a moment in time. It's not just a gift, you know, today. It's something that truly does have the power to just transcend far beyond that and truly impact uh, everyone that, uh, that a wish can touch.
0: Yeah, no, it's, that's that's incredible. And I want to touch on something you said. You said uh, that they can overcome their, their, their medical uh, uh, diagnosis, right? A lot of people, the misconception is like make a wish, you only grant wishes for kids that are like terminal, like terminal diseases, right? But what you just said, that's not the case, right? Can you just talk a little bit about, about more about that? Because I was one of those, honestly. I thought, you know, make a wish, like I'm, I feel I'm, like that sucks because, you know, the, the he got a wish that's awesome, but it's because he has a terminal disease, but that's not the case.
2: That's true and um, I'm glad you said that because it is the biggest misconception is that our organization is only for terminal kids and that's not the case, you know, a child has to be diagnosed with a, uh, a critical illness and mm-hmm. that's one that is malignant degenerative that's placed a child's life in jeopardy uh, but it is not necessarily a terminal diagnosis mm-hmm. you know like i said that most of our kids are going to grow up they're going to overcome their mm-hmm. illnesses our little heroes are going to you know just go on and live these full lives and but that that's true most people do still think that yeah and yeah. What, when they, people find out that I work at Make-A-Wish, the the most common thing is they're like, "Oh, that's so sweet, but that must be so sad." And I, I'll tell you that there are some sad days. You know, unfortunately, not every single one of our kids is, is going to make it. And yeah. and those are challenging days and our heart breaks every single time because, you know, the, these wish kids, the kids we serve in these families, you know, they're they're part of our Make-A-Wish family. And so we we become connected with them, you know, I'll speak on behalf of Andy and myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, they become like our nieces and nephews, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, it is, there are days where it is challenging, but uh, there are more positive and happy days than there are negative ones, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's, that, that's great. It's like, what, uh, what, what benefits do you think, like, granting a kid a wish uh, gives them?
2: Well, outside of, of what the studies are showing mm-hmm. now with, with a wish actually helping them overcome their illnesses and being part of that medical treatment... Um, i would say that the wish can can transcend far beyond just uh, the wish recipient and so we're seeing that families you know this is a time when when like i said before a lot of these kids have been in the hospital and that that turns a kid's life upside down but mm-hmm. also too the whole family right they got brothers and sisters and moms and dads and now you're going through something you know just so tragic and by having that wish experience it there are times where we've we've talked to families afterwards and they say this has been you know the only positive thing that we've had in a long time mm-hmm. or you know this this one experience that we had, this trip to Disney World it brought our family closer together or we have one instance um, where there is a, a wish there's a wish kid named Florence and her mom Christina where Christina came back from her wish experience and she told us that this experience changed her life and this is something that she will never forget it's something that she wants to to be part of and so she, She actually has dedicated her life, and she now works with us to grant other wishes, right? And so she now is an employee with Make-A-Wish, and and she grants wishes, you know, just like that was given to Florence, her daughter, and her family. And and so there really is something, you know, powerful and transformational about that wish experience. So it's, I mean, it's great.
0: That's that, that's awesome. and I know uh, you and I were talking uh, behind cameras about one of your experiences. I would love for you to share it here because we were just talking about experiences. so I would love for you to share uh, what we talked behind yeah. cameras because I think I thought that was, that was pretty awesome
2: yeah so um you asked me earlier what my my favorite wish experience was and, and honestly it's very it's very hard to, to narrow that down because each wish experience is different each one is catered to the kids individual interests their needs their their wants I mean, it's their vision right so if a wish kid um, wants to go on a shopping spree and and you know let's say she wants a, a pink limo and, and wants a unicorn party We're going to make that happen, right? Mm -hmm. So the wish kids, they're the ones that they they envision their own wish. They tell us what it is, and we put it together. So each one's different. It's hard to pick a favorite one, but because I'm a baseball fan (laughs) and I love our St. Louis Cardinals, especially Yadier Molina, favorite player. um, We had a young man who was, at the time, 17, uh, his name was Reynaldo and and Ray, or Ray, so he went by. Uh, Ray was a, a catching prospect and was one of the top catchers um, in high school. Unfortunately, Ray was diagnosed with testicular cancer uh, in his, uh, I think it was junior year, uh, was undergoing intense chemotherapy, w- couldn't play baseball anymore, and like I said, he was a top catching prospect. And so Ray just, you know, having his normal life, af- athlete, pitcher, and his bright future ahead of him, everything kind of seemed to be in question. Mm-hmm. Couldn't play baseball for a couple of years. Uh, senior year, he ended up you know, being like a bench coach and wasn't able to play, but he started getting his strength back. He started overcoming cancer. He kicked cancer's butt, so he's doing great. Um, And his coach said, you know what, Ray, you you can't give up your dreams. Yeah, I understand you weren't able to play and you you know, but let's get you back on that horse. You got to get out there and play. And so it came time for Ray to to make his wish and Ray said he really wanted to to meet his idol. And that was Yadier Molina. And so we worked with the St. Louis Cardinals to put together a wish experience for Ray. Uh, Ray was able to come down to the stadium and, and not only meet Yadier, but spend some quality time with him and learning the tips and tricks. And, and Ray was able to sit there and Yadi was great. I mean, Yadier spent so much time with Ray, teaching him uh, different things and techniques. Yeah. And that, that experience, just seeing Ray's face and how they were able to speak together and they were able to just kind of go through everything. And then to hear, this is where it gets really good, to hear now, I'm gonna fast track a little bit. After his wish experience, I got a note from Ray, Ray's mom and Ray, it was a thank you note. They let me know that Ray was accepted at college, full ride scholarship to be a catcher for a college. And I can't say which one, but um, doing very well. And that experience that Ray had really did help him, and it put him back to where he needed to be. And I am so proud of him and everything he's been able to accomplish. Um, But so my favorite wish, I'd say, was that one.
0: Yeah, no, that's... That's that's really great. There's, and, and we go back right to the to the power of, of a wish, right? Because like what you just said, that wish changed his perception, and like he actually went in and kept like following his dreams and stuff. So so it's amazing. So that that just by that story, it shows you that a wish has a it's a big it has a power, right? Okay. And uh, talking about the wish, uh, how does that work? Like like who 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 donates? Uh, like how how all that
2: works? Yeah. So we um are a 501 c3 organization so we are an official you know charity um and the money that we get the donations come in from all over the place right Mm -hmm. it's not you know government grants Uh, we're receiving money from the community so okay. we hold different events throughout the year uh, here in St. Louis to help us raise money the necessary funds uh, to grant the wishes but also too uh, it comes from the St. Louis community it comes from you know all around individuals who donate whether it be $5 $10 mm-hmm. you know every single little bit helps every little bit yeah. helps us grant a wish and the average cost of a wish is roughly $10,000 okay. and that's because you know wishes can be as as you know big as a child's imagination so mm-hmm. Um, that's what the average cost of a wish currently is and it takes a whole community to make those wishes come true so we've got corporate sponsors for our events we've got different fundraisers out there in the community that are Mm -hmm. helping us out Uh, and we've got friends and family that are out there and they're helping us donate their time their money uh, their talents too you know so a lot of times if a child wishes to have a room redo or a play set or something like that you know that requires a lot of actual of labor and so we get Uh, some generous partners who donate their time and talent to help us build those, and and so um, it takes the entire community, it takes all of us to grant these wishes. Yeah. And so um, we just are very thankful for all the support we've gotten, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to continue doing that.
0: Nice. Um, so who who gets to pick uh, if the if the kid gets a wish or not? how how does that work
1: yeah so um the word pick we don't really pick the kids so how it works um that a lot of people think that so um they just have to meet our eligibility criteria um so we kind of have three criteria they have to um we grant wishes for kids that are they have to be at least two and a half okay and then they have to be referred before they're 18. um so kind of that obviously, mm-hmm. childhood age, yeah. um, and then they can't have a wish by us or another wish-granting organization, so only one wish, oh, okay. um, yeah. and then the last one Brian kind of touched on already is they have to have a, um, a critical illness, and that's progressive, degenerative, or malignant and placing the child's life in jeopardy at the time of referral, okay. so those are kind of their three criteria, um, once the child referred, if they meet that criteria, um, then they're eligible for a wish, so okay. once they're eligible for a wish, they get a wish, so okay. we don't necessarily pick, I guess you could say, it's if they qualify, they get a wish.
0: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said a referral, is it a doctor who refers the kid, or? Yeah,
1: great question. So, um, medical staff can refer, so doctors, okay. social workers, um, nurses, people like that, the family themselves can refer, so a mom and a dad, um, anyone that knows about the child's medical history, because mm-hmm. they will have to fill out that information, um, or if the child's old enough, they can refer themselves as well.
0: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I was going through through your guys' website, and you, you guys got a, like, a new training coming up. I've, who, who trains them? How, do, how how does that work? How does that?
1: Sure. So we have a lot of different um, like volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you mentioned before, um, you know, looking for interpreters or translators or things like that. Um, those are always needed um, as we serve, you know, children with lots of different um, backgrounds. And mm-hmm. so those mm-hmm. are always needed. Um, so we have a volunteer manager at our chapter, her name is Cece. Okay. She um, kind of coordinates all of that. So. Um, Getting in touch with her or even myself mm-hmm. is a way we get started. But um, we also have wish greeners. So, Brian okay. kind of touched on um, a little bit when he said the shopping sprees or the room redos and mm-hmm. how we need people to help do those. And yeah. so, our wish yeah. greeners are our superheroes that get those done. So, they'll actually be the volunteers that okay. get to do the fun and take the kid on the shopping okay. spree okay. Um, and um, help paint the walls of the child's room redo. So, those wish greeners, we have training. So, mm-hmm. of course, we train volunteers. We don't want them to <laughs> feel um, uneasy about it. So, they'll go through a training and make sure that they understand you know how to help a child um, mm-hmm. determine their wish and then obviously what to okay. do about painting your room and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have on June 22nd, we have an orientation. So we hold two orientations a okay. month virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, where if people are just interested in volunteering, they can just jump on. They'll just have to send us a message to let us know they're interested. We can send the link and they can jump on. And we basically go over all of our volunteer opportunities from wish granting to interpreters and translators um, to skill base. Like you said, sometimes we just need help putting together furniture or um, hanging a picture on a wall. Um, Everybody has different skills. And Mm -hmm. so um, we have definitely different opportunities. And then, like Brian said, we do have one day opportunities for our our events. So sometimes Mm -hmm. for our events, our Walk for Wishes or our Bubble Ball in Kansas City or our different events, we'll need volunteers to help us put those on
0: okay okay mm-hmm. and uh so w- how do they contact you uh sure. to apply for the or, or to go to, to to the training so sure. that way we can put it down here yeah so people perfect can contact you guys. Um, so
1: if they want any information at all um they can go to our website mm-hmm. um or they can contact cc she's our volunteer manager mm-hmm. um with her email or um through the website all okay. the contact our volunteer application is on our mm-hmm. website as okay. well um, so, mocan.wish.org. I uh,
2: think we're at wish.org slash can. Okay. Wish.org. Okay. So and
0: we'll Ryan's be putting here. down, we'll put it down here so so people can contact you Perfect. guys. And, and
1: then that's also where someone um, can go um, to refer as well. There's a little mm-hmm. referral button. Oh, okay. So, if anyone has a child that they think would be you know mm-hmm. fit those three criteria, mm-hmm. um, we encourage them to refer as well, as Ryan said, our um our goal is to reach every eligible child. And mm-hmm. so we yeah. know that there's probably children out there we're not you know, reaching, yeah, yeah. Um, and we would love to be able to um, grant them a wish. Okay. So if anyone has a referral, they can do it through the website as well.
0: Okay. And uh, so we talked like you guys need interpreters, right? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is the interpreter and a grand wisher, is it the same thing or? or
1: sure, it can be. Okay. So if <laughs> someone wants to be involved in the whole process, uh-huh. so um, meet with the family and go through the training and all of that, um, We would love it um, because then they get the full experience. But if someone maybe doesn't have that time or they don't want to become a full wish grantor, we can use interpreters and um, translators for things um, just like quick phone calls to the family. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just have, you know, quick questions about, hey, can you take this flight Um, and not speaking their language? Mm -hmm. We just need someone to help us out with that or um, even paperwork, sometimes just like translating it from English um, to a different language. So, okay. just we we have little things like that that are yeah. available. If someone just wants a smaller time commitment, mm-hmm. or like I said, if they want to go through the whole process and get to meet with the kiddos and things like that, yeah. then they can be a wish greener okay. that also can assist in um, different languages.
0: Okay, okay, that's that's great. Cause uh, so you you don't you don't yeah. only need people who speak Spanish, right? You need people who speak like,
1: uh, like any language. Many language. <laughs> languages. Yeah, yeah. Yes. obviously. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like one of those things of. Um, if the child can speak that language, then yeah. we'll, we would need someone to help us communicate um, with that child and the family. So okay. yeah, any any language okay. would be great.
0: Cool. Then, like I said, we'll put it down here, and hopefully, you guys get get a lot of interpreters from here. So, um, uh, so what would you what would you say if like, if, like I want to, I want let's say I want to help, right? And and I go with you guys, but. But then, out of out of nowhere, I halfway through the training of somebody that I just like. Hey, something came up. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do it. But I want to do it later. Is that still a possibility, or or how does sure. that work? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, we have that volunteer application. That's a great place to start. It's on our website. Um, you can get it, like I said, contacting CCR volunteer manager or mm-hmm. myself. Um, but that lists all of our opportunities. So you can just list your name. Um, and your contact information so an email or phone number or something like that how we can reach you and then um, what you're interested in and so once we contact you and then like you said if you have to have a halt then Mm -hmm. we still have that information so if you say oh my gosh you know right now is not a good time maybe in six months we can kind of put a little note like give them a call in six months and then we can reach back out um, and just say hey we know you were interested in being a translator but something Mm -hmm. came up you know is this now a good time so yeah we're we're definitely flexible we know people have busy schedules um so anytime someone can, um, donate a little bit of time yeah. we are grateful for it.
0: Perfect and I mean, obviously it's a great it's a great thing to do like volunteering, and make a wish is one of the best thing you can do in my opinion. Uh, so I already asked Brian so I'm gonna ask you mm-hmm. what's your favorite what's your favorite experience you've had?
1: <sighs> this is hard like Brian <laughs> said it's hard I started as a wish specialist at our chapter so uh, Brian actually did too um, and a wish granter so okay. I've had the privilege of granting lots of wishes um, I love we have a wish category called I wish to be and so are those are the wishes where the kids wish to be something Um, Mm -hmm. so I've had two that were really fun I had a kid that wished to be a superhero um, and I had a kid that wished to be a farmer and those were really fun I always say the farmer one is probably my favorite wish Um, he was uh, about five and he had a twin brother so it was a really fun day for both of them like Brian said wishes are really cool because it can impact the whole family it's really hard to see your sibling going through something Mm. Um, and then also just to see the two parents watch their twin little boys get to have this beautiful day Um, it was awesome Um, we went to a farm and they got to you know see all the animals and they had little ponds so they went fishing and they you know gave them a little cowboy hat and it was just a really special day and it was really cool to see the smiles on not only the wish kids faces but um, the farm that we went to Mm the Mm the um, the couple that let us visit their farm they were all so happy and it just again is that true impact of a wish and Mm -hmm. then the community came out and made signs like when they were driving down the street made signs their local school made signs holding up cheering our little kid on Um, and so it's just really cool to see how a wish is so much bigger than Mm -hmm. just that kid like of course we want it to impact that child and the family like Brian said they're going through something I can only I can't even imagine but to see how it can trickle to the community um, even you can probably tell when me and Brian talk about wishes like um, you were saying you know great place to volunteer and that's what volunteering sometimes does if you've ever volunteered for anything it makes you as a person feel happy too and so it's like it's kind of like um, you give something but you get something back too so um, that was probably my favorite wish just because it was so unique and Um, like Brian said sometimes it doesn't have to be the biggest thing it can just be wanting to be a farmer for a day that makes a little kiddo happy so
0: yeah no and like so it's it's very rewarding right like like what Mm -hmm. you guys do is very very rewarding um do you guys have anything else to to tell our audience or anything anything other information to contact you guys or anything you any anything else you guys need
1: um, I mean, do you want our direct contact information? We yeah, can give you that anything, if you would yep. want. Um, so my email is a bare b a r e at mocan.wish.org, um, and then our volunteer manager is CC, and it's C etter e t t e r at mocan.wish.org. So those are direct links if we want to. Cool. Yeah.
2: And I would say that. You know if anybody's out there listening or watching and you know you you know of a kid who could be going through something or somebody you know some child who was diagnosed with a critical illness and and you want to explore the possibility of helping them receive a wish experience you know please uh, just go to our, our website wish.org and that's the main website wish.org and you can find out on there um, all about the organization uh, wish.org refer as the referral uh, so you can refer a kid um, but you know just pass along that information because a lot of the times uh, the biggest thing that we hear is that the parents they don't know you know or they may think that a wish experience is only for terminal kids and their, and their child may not qualify mm-hmm. and so we just we just ask that you please if you if you know of a kid um, we really want to help that's that's what our mission is that's what we've been put on this earth to do yeah um, we want to make sure that we can do that so, Uh, If you may know of of a child, please refer them, please find out how uh, to refer them. And then too, if you're looking to get involved, if you're thinking, wow, like this sounds cool, This sounds very impactful, um, please, please join us. You know, we need volunteers. And as Andy said, uh, people can volunteer in all aspects of life and many different aspects in that too. Whether it be a wish granter who actually helps grant that wish, or just from an event volunteer who can help us out from those event perspectives and, and be part of something something magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, please uh, check us out. It's a lot of fun. We just, you know, like we said, our vision is to grant the wish of every eligible child. And as of right now, I think this year we're on pace to grant, what, 315, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Very proud of that. But. Uh, Studies show that there could be potentially 600 kids every single year in our region that are newly diagnosed and eligible for a wish And so we want to find a way to get a wish to those kids. So again Join us help us. Let's make a difference together.
0: Yep. Sounds sounds great And and I know you guys are are making a huge difference in the St. Louis area and well all, all over the world But you guys in the St. Louis area, so it was great having you Andy having you Brian I appreciate you being with us tonight And uh, this has been the end of Latinidad in the Loop. I am Miguel Rincana. Don't forget to follow us in all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, as the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And we'll see you guys in the next one.